1: I will post that interview we had uh, with A, who is uh, an IDF reservist, calling Palestinians to hopefully tell them the right way to get to safety uh, after the show. It'll be on my Instagram, at Jordana Verde. And I will also put it in all the group texts that I have with so many people around the state as to what WCCO is covering about this war. So uh, thank you for listening. And of course, my hot take of the day was that prostitution should be legal. We'll bring that conversation back in the third hour. But right now, David's got the spotlight. It's time for Quick Takes.
2: Need to know the so many headlines. So little time. Adam and Jordana now tackle some of the other big stories making news in this Fast Break segment. This is Quick Takes. Boy, the spotlight. Now I'm nervous. Like,
1: spotlight, is like a maybe. performance? Oh boy. Well, this is sort of me just chilling out. This is the easy, this is the best part. Okay, David gets to talk and I just respond.
2: Uh, Hey, Veterans Day is tomorrow and Mm -hmm. uh, several things going on. A lot of uh, restaurants and places like Applebee's giving away a free meal to veterans. Denny's doing the same thing as long as a lot of other restaurants. It's also being observed by businesses today. So places like uh, libraries, government offices, DMVs, uh, many of those locations around the country are closed today in Mm -hmm. uh, honorance of tomorrow's holiday. Uh, My question for you is, when when you open up your calendar tomorrow and it's Veterans Day, what does that mean to you? What's the first thing that comes to mind?
1: I always feel so grateful. I don't have a lot of veterans in my family. I have an uncle. who was uh, served in World War II, but I don't have a lot of veterans, and I always feel grateful for that. Quite frankly, that other people have died for this country. Um, I'm fairly new to the country; I'm second generation, but I really feel that people who serve—they uh, have such an elevated calling, you know, to protect the nation. And I just—and—and and, you know, so many of these. You know, kids who go to war or who have been drafted didn't necessarily have a choice, but I'm so grateful that they went and we know so well how much protection of our democracy is important. Hopefully we we know that protection of our values here to live in a free society. And I just, I'm filled with gratitude for veterans. I just, they are on a a higher level. I also often feel it is a shame that they don't get enough services. At least I don't think they get enough. I I do get calls here that say, no, we're good. The VA is great. We have everything taken care of. But we also know there are homeless veterans around our country. And we know that many suffer from PTSD. Often they have a high suicide rate. Um, So I, I feel like we are often failing them and need to do a better job. So I do think about them, and I talk about this uh, with my family, uh, about really respecting and honoring our veterans. I think it's so important. What about you, David?
2: Um, You know, I think my truthful answer to that is that I don't really think about it, and that okay. that's like embarrassing, a little embarrassing to admit, that it's a holiday that comes and goes, and I, I, I don't give it much of a second thought, but... Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I don't think that's right. I think we should we should mm-hmm. think about it or or do more. But I don't, I don't have a great answer for what that is. Uh,
1: well, this year especially, because you know there are parts of the world that are at war, i.e., mm-hmm. Israel. I think it's really important to think about the people that are serving. Mm-hmm. I know in Israel they have mandatory draft; everybody goes to the army there. I get that; that's part of their culture. It's it's not part of ours, but uh, definitely even more so thinking about people who choose to serve in our country and how important it is to defend from attacks uh, and from people who would wish to annihilate us. So I think this year, Veterans Day, takes on <clears throat> excuse me, an even more special meaning.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry to bring you down there. I hope I didn't bring you down. Well, I, I
2: just, no, uh, no, that's, I... Okay. That, those are the Absolutely. good conversations. That's what Veterans Day should do, is it should be a kick yes. to remind you that, hey, this is an important thing that you should yes. think about and either attend an event or call the person mm-hmm. you know who's a veteran or mm-hmm. whatever it is, which which is convicting for me and hopefully lots of other people. Hey, Wisconsin is positioned to do something no other state has ever done. legalize
1: prostitution?
2: No, they're about to name Ugh. a state cocktail, a bipartisan resolution declaring the brandy old-fashioned... As the Wisconsin state cocktail passed in the Wisconsin state assembly, making it one step closer to reality this week, Jordana. First off, how do you feel about a brandy old fashioned? But the bigger question is: Should Minnesota be next? Should Minnesota be the next state to declare a state cocktail?
1: Oh my gosh i I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> um, I don't know that we need a state cocktail. I I really don't. I think that would be so subjective. Who gets to decide? Um, Hold on. Back to your first question. How do I feel about a brandy old-fashioned? What's in a brandy old-fashioned? Do you know? Does it say what's in it? I I need to Google that Well,
2: yeah. An old-fashioned is uh, like the liquor, which in this case is brandy. And then it's got simple syrup and bitters with spritz spritz of of some orange, I believe. And it's traditionally made with whiskey. And this one is with brandy.
1: Oh, and did Wisconsin give a reason why, like, do they make a lot of brandy in Wisconsin uh, instead of whiskey?
2: No, but I think this is a thing. I think if you're from Wisconsin, like, this is kind of, I think it's more of a recognition that that is the state drink. Like, people drink brandy old fashions in Wisconsin for whatever reason.
1: And also, have you ever been to a bar in Wisconsin where people were drinking that? Mm. Have you had any? No, but I did
2: know that brandy was kind of a Wisconsin thing. Like, that's what, really? you know, Christmas time, you put some brandy in the eggnog. That's kind of like a Northwoods, Wisconsin kind of a deal. I bet I bet uh, Adam Carter's drinking some brandy this weekend as he's yes. deer hunting a stone's throw from Wisconsin.
1: Um, I don't think this is necessary. In fact, I think it's more divisive. We can't even decide on a flag <laughs> here in Minnesota. We can't even, you know, decide on something that is supposed to be a symbol. Uh, no, I I mean, I guess it's cute and I'm not mad about it but if you say and by the way this would definitely will be our next segment what should Minnesota state <laughs> <Yes>. be <laughs> definitely i want start texting me now at 6514619226 um i think this would be harder than a flag this would be more challenging people are so attached to their drinks and unless you're specifically known like if there was like cheese brandy that wisconsin makes you know that wisconsin was getting revenue from that they wanted to promote great but i don't know that we either have or need a state drink so okay wisconsin you guys must have a lot of other stuff figured out that you have a lot of free time to legislate this Why Do you care that Wisconsin has a drink?
2: No, I think it's more of a punchline that, like, of course it's yeah. Wisconsin that has a state drink. And I'm fine but being yeah. the state next to the state that has a state drink. Yeah. I think that's a better they position to be beer. beer. Don't
1: they drink beer? In well, Wisconsin? but it's
2: a state cocktail. It's not a state beer. You can have both. It's a
1: cocktail. Well,
2: yeah. All right, I think well, whatever the Minnesota can... state cocktail is, it's got to be, like, something you drink up at the lake. Right? Like a summer lakeside mm-hmm. beverage. I haven't quite gotten there yet, though. Uh, okay, let's move on with well, the rest okay, of
1: the Okay, and what is things. that, friends? Well, uh, yeah, that? yeah, Text we need me to, me to know. Yeah.
2: Uh, hey, Trevor Noah's in town uh, for four nights of stand-up here in Minneapolis. My question, Jordana, uh, would you go to Trevor Noah? If I had some extra tickets, would you go this weekend?
1: Absolutely. If you had free tickets, absolutely. I don't know that I'm paying like 60 bucks a ticket. I don't know how much they are. But, um, yeah, I lo- and I used to watch Trevor's show. Um, It was... I don't know, Late Night with Trevor no- I don't remember. Whatever. Or The Daily Show. It was The Daily Show. He took over for John Stewart. Yes, I used to watch Trevor's show. I thought he was smart. Um, somewhat funny. He's not as funny as like Stephen Colbert or Seth Meyers. But I, I've never seen his stand-up. And I did hear that it was hilarious. So I kind of would like to see him in that aspect. Because, you know, on his show, he was talking about world events as versus stand-up and telling jokes. So, um, yeah, I think Trevor Noah has come... has has created huge success for himself and that he is a, a smart person and has had different life experiences than I have. So I would absolutely go and see him. But do you have tickets? Are we going?
2: Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But, I'm. but you know, you just said all these great things. Then you said you wouldn't pay for it. And I'm kind of in the same boat. Sure. No, it's free, it. but I don't think, right. uh, yeah, he's not like on my list yeah. of the top five comedians I want to see. I would not pay for a night of Trevor Noah.
1: Right. Exactly. Like I wouldn't pay for a night of right. I like Trevor. Hopefully, it'll be on Netflix, and that's when I'll see it.
2: All right, finally here on Quick Takes, also happening in the Twin Cities this weekend. Uh, Tonight, at U.S. Bank Stadium, Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel, and guess what, Jor? I will be going to that concert. I'm very excited. I'm going with some friends, and I'm on a text chain right now about where we should go before the mm. concert to grab like a drink and a snack or whatever. And somebody has suggested like a bar that's throwing one of these parties. Like, oh, we're doing the Billy Joel pre-concert party, which kind of sounds terrible to me, to be honest. I might end up there, but that kind of sounds terrible. My question though is, uh, where do you think, what would be your suggestion for a uh, a pre-concert beverage and snack in Minneapolis?
1: You have to go to a piano bar. And oh. I don't, you have to go to a piano bar before a Billy okay, Joel concert. Like and by the way, I would pay for Billy Joel tickets yeah. and David, full disclosure, I gave my tickets to David because I requested them before I realized it was on a Friday night and Friday night is Shabbat. It's our Sabbath and I don't go out Friday night. We have, you know, family dinner and it's our the beginning of our day of rest. So as much as I love Billy Joel and I, Billy Joel was my first ever concert at yankee stadium and i would love to go but i am not because it's shabbat so david enjoy Uh, but definitely a piano bar because people are going to be playing and and hopefully good at the you know the piano which he is the piano man so that is hopefully there is an event at a piano bar so you can get ready and play all the you know the old hits the the b-sides all of that and um I'm so jealous. So please let me know how the concert was. Maybe take a little video. You don't have to have your phone out the whole time, but I would love to hear something. "Strangers" one of my favorite songs. Uh, "Vienna waits for you" another one. So yeah. just hit me, hit me up with anything.
2: I'm I'm a where big, are you gonna go? Uh, well, I don't know. Probably wherever these other friends are suggesting because I'm not in charge. But I'll I'll yeah, let you know. I get it. I'm a big enough Billy Joel fan that that's why we play Billy Joel at the end of Quick Takes every single day.
1: If anyone hadn't noticed, that is our cue that David has done with his quick dates. And we get a little piano man in all of that. Uh, this texture says, Jor, so we need legal prostitution, but we don't need a state cocktail. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know what? The state cocktail is not bringing in any tax revenue. At least legal prostitution is. Oh, friends, friends, friends. What should the Minnesota state cocktail, if our legislators were so inclined, what should it be? Text me, call me. I want to hear it. Next. A Tom and Jerry? What is a Tom and Jerry? I'm Googling that right now.
2: It's like milk and egg yolk. What? It's like a Christmas drink. Yeah. Uh,
1: you, and you're saying that people are saying that that's a Minnesota drink? Well, a Tom and Jerry?
2: Yes, I'm doing some research online about trying to figure out what the top Minnesota cocktail, official Minnesota cocktail should be. And some people are suggesting... The Tom and Jerry, which is like this creamy, Christmassy cocktail. I, I've not had one, but I'm not sold yet.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was, I don't really love creamy alcohol. I don't do pina colados. I don't do... Someone said a white Russian, and the reason we're asking this, of course, if you haven't been listening and glued to the radio, that I'm sure you have. <laughs> you, um, David in Quick Takes said that the state of Wisconsin is has a state drink. And what is it, the brandy, I think I pulled it up. Yeah, the
2: brandy Brandy, old-fashioned,
1: yeah. Is now the state cocktail of Wisconsin. And I mean, like, do we really need a state cocktail? We don't need a state cocktail. But if Minnesota were to have one, and I am not suggesting our lawmakers waste time with this, but if Minnesota were to have one, what would it be? Uh, Let's see. Someone said, I think the state cocktail should be a white Russian. And all I know about white Russians... Is that the drink, not the people, my friend? Um, the, the That the Big Lebowski, right? The dude from the Big Lebowski That's used right. to order or get White Russians a lot. So, and and since the Big Lebowski is a Coen Brothers movie, and the Coen oh. Brothers are from Minnesota. Okay,
2: yeah, I like that connection. See,
1: you see where I'm going with? It? I mean, I mm-hmm. imagine that that was the suggestion for the White Russian because we can trace a fan of it back to the Minnesota Coen yeah, Brothers. Yeah.
2: See, that's interesting because, uh, you know, both the Tom and Jerry and the White Russian are like kind of a hearty, creamy drink that you might have in the wintertime. Whereas my Mm -hmm. mind went straight to like, you know, gin and tonic or something on a Mm -hmm. summery light that you'd have up at the lake. Uh, But Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know.
1: I love a good martini. A dirty martini up and dry, dirty with olives. I know, but that's stuffed. not
2: a it's not a Minnesota thing. That's your that's your it's not? East Coast thing. No. Mar- really? I bet Is I've had East like thing? two martinis in my life. Nobody drinks martinis in Minnesota.
1: Really? Oh my gosh, we do. And by the way, I don't drink that much anymore post uh, transplant. I just it doesn't agree with me. I really love I used to love wine, can't drink that anymore. But boy, a dirty martini. Mm, love it. Someone says tank array and tonic with lime. <laughs> Absolutely, the Minnesota summer drink. You're you're laughing. Is that I never had it? I've, I I have,
2: I, I have not either. I I would try it, but uh, that's new. Uh, that's new to me.
1: And people are saying beer. I know beer, Schmidt beer. I get it, but we're thinking cocktail.
2: Yeah, it's not, not the state beer. beer. It's a cocktail.
1: It's not a state beer. And boy, how could we possibly pick a state beer? We have so many local breweries. We that would be very divisive if we did that. Uh, someone says tom and jerry's and eggnog yuck so they don't like that idea Uh, gin and tonic yeah another vote for the gin and tonic uh you guys are making me thirsty kind of fun six five one four six one nine two two six if you have any other suggestions we will ask tim lammers a minnesota boy a longtime minnesota boy born and raised uh about cocktails and yes of course about movies and streaming is the marvels the new marvels movie worth it Let's find out next.
0: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: Now on Adam and Jordana, let's talk movies and streaming with the foremost expert, Tim Lammers. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Attorneys, seeking justice for the injured. Find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com
3: and get more of
2: Tim's work at directconversations.com.
1: We're a Marvel family. During COVID, the five of us would sit down at night after everybody was done being on their Zooms, and uh, we started the Marvel Universe from the beginning. I don't remember what movie we're, we're on right now. Ruby would remember because she's the biggest fan. But there is a new Marvel movie coming out this weekend called The Marvels. And um, I heard it's not great. Tim Lammers, of course, is uh, uh, joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. But before we go to Tim, let's hear the trailer. And then we'll talk about if it's meh. Or if it's marvelous.
2: What are you prepared to do?
1: I'm invincible. Your powers only make me stronger.
0: So you can't be matched. Can't be controlled. I'm asking one last fight.
1: Didn't we already have one last fight, right? Didn't Thanos, like, off half of us? I, I, I don't remember any of it. But, the, Tim, you're the expert. You're the one who has to keep up with, like, the 4,000 Marvel movies there are. What'd you think, my friend?
3: Well, uh, first of all, happy Friday, Jordana. And Yes, yes in 2008 was the first Iron Man. Okay. And now I think it's like 33 movies later. <laughs> I mean, so not many. kidding. Why? Yeah, there are it's so, so many. many. And you, 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 you put two, a, 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 a great answer together for me to answer. Is it meh or marvelous? It's meh. Sorry. It's, meh. it's just meh. And oh, you know what? I mean, the heyday, let's face it, was the Avengers saga. You know, and yes, the Avengers are around here and there in their own solo movies and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But really, apart from Spider Man, uh, No Way Home, and I would say Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, because a Sam Raimi is one of my favorite directors, but he brought mm-hmm. this horror edge to it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was different. You know, yes, it had some of the elements, but other than that, I mean, basically, what you're seeing are the same elements with every Film. I mean, you get the same crash, boom, bang video game looking like fights, and then you get now to the point where it's just not funny anymore. It used to be amusing, it just feels forced. And, you know, that's not to knock too much on the acting. A, I'm going to tell you that I've never been a fan of Brie Larson really. I think she's been terrific in films. I mean, room, she won an Oscar, and it was well deserved. But to me, she's always seemed really bored as Captain Marvel. I don't know. It just hasn't done anything for me. Now, uh, Tiana Paris playing Monica Rambeau, we were introduced to her in uh, WandaVision. She's terrific. Iman Zalani was Miss Marvel, a Disney Plus series. She was terrific in the series. There are points here. It's like, kind of gets on your nerves because she's playing that annoying teen <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, okay. And mm-hmm. she's, she's worshiping Captain Marvel, and they go a little too thick with that. So, you know, but there are times, genuinely, it's like, you know what? She really does have a great presence about her. So, And then, of course, you heard Samuel L. Jackson in the trailer, and you could generally never go wrong with Sam Jackson. And Sam Jackson's terrific in this. But, again, you're mm-hmm. plugging them into... I'm not going to quite say a cookie cutter plot but they're becoming mm-hmm. more convoluted, right? Because now you've got to try to be creative outside of that realm of the Avengers yet involve those elements of the Avengers so it gets confusing. You know, half of this film takes place on Earth, half takes place in space and they're teleporting one when when uh Miss Marvel uses her powers, uh all of a sudden she's teleported through a wormhole and goes to the place where Marvel, or Captain Marvel was, and then Captain Marvel comes to Earth. I mean, so the big Aye. quandary at the Aye. beginning is find a thing where they can all be in the same place at once to fight the villain who is this Kree uh, overlord who wants to get rid of um, the, the scrolls. She wants to get even with Captain Marvel, and she wants to harness the uh, power of the sun so she can save her own dying planet. So, you know, there's a lot. Okay, I to
1: honestly couldn't follow even what you were telling me. So I think that maybe I'm going to have to pass on this one. Well,
3: look, I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, I'm sure that at some point, if you want to keep up with things to see it, Yeah. The only problem, and that's the problem. I mean, has everybody seen Miss Marvel, or is this going to be an entirely new character where we don't know who is this person? Or Tiana Paris, she was introduced, and she wasn't even a lead, but she became very important in WandaVision. But if you haven't seen Mm -hmm. WandaVision, or if it's been too long since you've seen WandaVision, you're going to come into this Mm -hmm. thing confused, because you're not going to know Mm -hmm. the backstories of these characters like you do Captain Marvel.
1: I've even forgotten already. Like I said, our family started the Marvel series like from the beginning uh, in, during COVID, and we sort of fallen off the bandwagon because, you know, we had other things to do. Uh, but we're yeah. like, I don't know, 14 movies in, and I already forgot so much. And WandaVision <laughs> was a long time ago. It's, so. a,
3: lot, it's but, a lot to, 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 to digest yeah. and then to retain that memory to the yeah. point where, you know, it's it's, yeah, I can see where you can get confused by it.
1: Yeah, They need a recap at the beginning of every movie, so I know where the heck I am in the Marvel Universe. But um okay, so it was meh, but I still might go see it because it's mindless and uh, maybe a gummy would make it better. You don't have to comment on that. <laughs> That's
3: good advice there, Jordana.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not telling other people to do that. I'm just saying, you know, when you go... You you
3: know, pushing that sort of thing. But, you know, know, it's an option, you know.
1: You know, just an option. That's right. Um, This one I've seen promos for. I'm dying to hear your take. It's called Sly. It's It's a Netflix documentary about Sylvester Stallone. Let's hear a little bit.
2: He wasn't cast in things because he was deemed uncastable.
0: The rejection was my encouragement. At that point, I knew my fate was determined on the pen. The genius behind that. This was not an accident. This is the theater where Rocky premiered. My brother goes, this could be the best day or the worst day. Of life. <laughs> Something happened, something magical. You could hear the cheers from the inside, outside on the street from the theater. It's the last picture of him being unknown.
1: I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, documentary, oh, and I loved great. it.
3: Terrific. And terrific.
0: Yeah.
1: He, yeah, and he shared that he had like a rivalry with Sylvester Stallone, I guess, during the 80s. I don't remember, but... um is is does sylvester stallone mention this in his documentary and and then also your thoughts on it
3: and not not necessarily i mean they did uh, you know that you heard schwarzenegger's voice in there and he does mention it and yes mm-hmm. that is a terrific documentary miniseries three episodes uh, called arnold uh, sly mm-hmm. is obviously this is his story from the very beginning his struggles And, yes, he couldn't get cast, so he said, well, I'll cast myself, because I'm going to write my own screenplays. You know, so, I mean, these are can-do people, right? Arnold is one of them. Sylvester Stallone is one of them. So it's really fascinating to hear the gestation of it all, where it all came from, where that drive came from. And it wasn't an easy upbringing for Sylvester Stallone, just like it wasn't easy for Arnold, either. You know, there was a lot of proving themselves. So, I loved this documentary. I love Sylvester Stallone. I love the fact that at age 78, he can come out with a show like Tulsa King and be just as great as he's ever been and show Mm -hmm. that even after playing, you know, the heavy, you know, the action star after all these years, whatever, the guy's got a great sense of humor and he's really Mm -hmm. funny. So, you know, obviously you're going to focus more into the Rocky and the Rambo sort of thing and the extendables to an extent. And that only is because he talks about aging then and how, you know, he can't quite take, you know, the, the, the rough and tumble that he could early in his career, you know, with those sorts of action films. Um, but, yeah, it's a musty documentary. Amazingly, it's only an hour and a half long. I wish it were longer.
1: Oh, you wish it were longer. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. I can't yeah. wait to watch it. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, you know, it's just so fascinating to get these stories. And, and yeah, I mean, as far as the rivalry is concerned, oddly enough, I did write a story about that uh, just the other day. Um, and when the two guys realized that, you know, when they got together and they were partners, remember, in Planet Hollywood, and we even had them here. Mm-hmm. You know, both those guys mm-hmm. were here, as well as Bruce Willis and a ton of other stars when that opened at the Mall of America way back when. Um, that's when they really sort of broke bread and realized, you know what, we're, we're on the same side here, <laughs> you know, this together. shouldn't be a competition. And indeed, uh, they did appear together in a few movies, including one of the Expendables movies. And since Adam isn't here, I'll have to say it. Get to the chopper! That's my Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation.
1: <laughs> but you know, stick with being they're a critic. Having fun, they're having
3: fun, Good. and that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about all drudgery all the time. Right, right.
1: All right. So we have about a minute left. I just briefly want your thoughts on the um, ending of the after strike. SAG-AFTRA has a new contract with the movie studios. It's worth more than a billion dollars over three years. But the one thing they didn't get was the share of the revenue from each streaming platform. Yeah. Yet I as a member, <clears throat> you know, I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA, so I get the emails from Fran Drescher, who is our president of the union, and uh, she called it a, a big victory. What do you think?
3: Well, I mean, you got to look at it for what it is right now. How much money have people lost? I mean, it's really kind of stopping the bleeding at some point. I mean, it's a victory in that they can go back to work. I don't know. I mean, we got to watch I want to be positive about it because it is a good thing ultimately for them. They did get yes. some of what yes. they wanted, but um, let's just wait three years because the business, as we mm. found out, has changed mm. so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave in a little bit on the AI thing. So how much is that going to progress in the next three years? I mean, we might be facing the same sort of stalemate three years from now. So, mm. yeah, let's see how much more be- as bigger streaming gets. And see if they 're satisfied with the deal that they 're getting right now, or they 're dissatisfied or if they 're dissatisfied with AI, but for now, yes, they they got back to work, which is the most important thing, and hopefully three years of peace and harmony in the entertainment business you know and, and, and because things got pretty ugly during this strike
1: it did it did, yes, and even though i we as viewers maybe didn 't feel that we were missing content because there 's been so much great content on streaming that we could. Resort to, you know, even if it wasn't new, we could watch an older show. Uh, I'm looking forward to the actors being back. There are brethren in, we stand in solidarity with the actors and and the writers who struck, and um, I'm so glad that they're back working.
3: I am too. I am too. And speaking of solidarity, I stand in solidarity with you, Jordana. And uh, I saw you. your Facebook post this morning. So Shabbat Shalom to Shabbat you, my Shabbat friend. Shalom. Thank you. And uh, have a wonderful weekend. Catch Sly on Mm -hmm. Netflix. I will. (laughs) All right. All right. Tim Lammers,
1: everyone. You can read more of Tim at directconversations.com. And boy, don't we all need a little escapism. I will be watching Sly this weekend. Uh, When we return, a couple of your drink, your Minnesota State drink, Minnesota State cocktail suggestions to wrap up the hour. So Wisconsin made a state cocktail. It's the brandy, old-fashioned, and we don't have one in Minnesota, and that's okay. I don't think we need one, but it's been fun to hear what you think the state cocktail should be. Uh, Many of you said a Tanqueray and Tonic or a Gin and Tonic. I get it. Um, Captain and Diet Dr. Pepper. Yum. (laughs) I think, Texter, you and I are the only people in the universe that actually enjoy a Diet Dr. Pepper. I like it. I like the little extra caffeine in there, Uh, but we may be the only people keeping the Diet Dr. Pepper in business. By the way, that is a Diet Dr. Pepper is my road trip drink. You know, when you stop at the giant gas station, wherever you are at the rest stop, uh, I'll do like some Junior Mints, maybe peanut butter cups, uh, depends on how much lactate I have on me, and I'll do a Diet Dr. Pepper. That's my drink. That's my drug of choice on a road trip. Uh, Whiskey and water minnesota whiskey and water okay uh someone says texted in a stinger brandy and white creme de menthe. Mm. okay that sounds yummy a, dr- a dirty martini yes that's see that's my dr- well that was my drink when i was drinking more uh dirty martini straight up dry olives not stuffed mead the drink of vikings what is mead is that beer david mead? uh
2: no mead is like a honey wine i believe and it's like a Historic. I don't know. It's like a wine they used to make. My neighbor makes meat. He gave me a few bottles. Is it good? Um, it's very sweet. It's like a very sweet wine, which I prefer a drier wine. But it's yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's just a little sweet.
1: How's your neighbor? Did he move? (laughs)
2: That's a that's a great question. He did move, but he's like living Mm -hmm. in the house. He didn't changed his job yet so he's in town half the oh, week and then he okay. goes up north and he's like texting oh. me we, he's very concerned about his lights being turned off so he texts me oh. and says hey we had a showing today can you go make sure the lights are off and then oh, I,
1: okay well you don't want to pay for the electricity
2: i think yeah. oh that's a little ridiculous but sure i walk over and turn sure, the lights yeah. off. yeah
1: you're a good neighbor and he was a good neighbor to you he was a very good bringing neighbor yes yeah you're a good neighbor too uh, george gin and tonic gin smells like our pine trees and tonic has quinine am i saying that right Quinine, which fights (laughs) mosquito-borne illnesses. Really? Uh, Mosquitoes being our state bird. Tee-hee-hee. That's funny. I I had no idea. Boy, the education I'm getting. Uh, George, the Tom and Jerry is served very hot. That's why it's our wintertime drink, usually at Christmas time. I get that. I get that. Uh, People are, are on board with the gin and tonic. I think that might win. Hot buttered rum. I have never had this drink, but that sounds delicious. It really does. Um, state drink equals a duck fart. <laughs> that would be
2: gross. Is that, is that a real oh, drink? Thank you. Do I not know oh, this? I doubt it. I think so. Oh, I bet. Be it's it. uh,
1: I don't know if it I don't is. Call it me, I don't know. Uh, Jor. If there were to be a Minnesota drink, it would have to be two. One of them original beers, okay, Schmidt's, Grain Belt, Northeast Hams. Uh, one of the old school supper club ice cream dessert drinks, like the Grasshopper, the Pink Cadillac, or the Mudslide. So dessert drinks, like, do they have ice cream in it, or maybe they're just creamy? Those, it sounds exciting, but I don't know what any of those is. Uh, the Jor, duck, the the
2: duck fart is a cocktail a made with coffee, <clears throat> liqueur, Irish cream, and whiskey. It's, real? it's a real
1: It's thing. real?
2: It's like a shot. It's like a layered shot. So it's black, black ah. white, and then the whiskey sits on top.
1: Who knew? My <laughs> goodness. Uh, let's see. Jor, it has to be a winter drink if we're going to do a Minnesota State cocktail. Irish coffee. I, I get you. I, I hear you on that. Brandy and Diet Dr Pepper. See, that's that's somebody else. A summer vo- uh, vodka bootleg. Winter bourbon old fashioned. Mm. All right, I get it. Uh, a southern comfort old fashioned. Now nah, we can't have a Minnesota drink that's a southern comfort. No, 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 no. we can't. I
2: think it should be can't. the maple old fashioned, where you sub maple you syrup for the simple syrup. I
1: like it. I like it. When we get back, I want to honor our veterans, and you, I'm, I want you to do it. Uh, share your story. So you're going to call me and we're going to share our veteran stories. Who is it? Your mom, your dad, your sister, your uncle, your brother. Is it you? 6514 On this day before Veterans Day, we will honor our veterans on the radio with shout outs. So after the news, I'll be taking your calls next.